Welcome to Amuna is our future with relationship quarantine. Today we're going to discuss something so valuable and profound, and yet it's a continuation for everything we've been doing during this time of Shobhavim. We completed that in the previous six weeks. Like we said, we went out of Egypt, we went out of our restraints, and we were able to internalize, please God, the Holy Torah, and to internalize our values and our goals and our dreams. So now we're holding at a point, Pasha's Truma, where we are now bringing all this inspiration and trying to figure out how to get this inspiration into a place of boundaries so that we can truly experience the limitless power of unification and spirituality of Amuna and all the good things that we discuss in our Amuna's, our future series. What I'd like to do is to include everybody to think for a moment that we are all able to flow in such a way that all of us want to find that soul partner. All of us want to have those relationships, relationships that are meaningful, that are profound, and to bring us to a place of wholeness. Personally, like my wife and I are turning 40. It's a big, big time. Really, she's 21. I'm 40. 40 is like a third of our life. If we go like Moshe Rabbeinu, 120 years. And 40, for many people, is half, halfway point, you know, the midlife Midlife uh, opportunities, the midlife development, as Brene Brown says, so we get that moment in our time to just really become more curious, as Brene Brown says, and to understand, like personally, what is this soulmate, to internalize what is this relationship experience that we're having. So that's why I'm putting a lot of time now into a relationship flow podcast, and we're going to continue that now with our moon as our future, because not only are we sitting in Rav Shalom Marish's wonderful institute together in Jerusalem, but we are also tuning into the power of our relationships. And that will happen on a daily level, because everyone in some way or form has somebody in their life. And if they don't have somebody in an obvious sense, we're all connected on a soul level. And we all had that opportunity to develop these concepts. Now, everybody out there is trying to figure out how do you experience the relationship experience in a real, balanced, healthy, happy, wealthy way. So one of the ways to understand that I feel that I've been blessed to, to have that insight after Shogavim, after we've had these six weeks, and it's, it's written in our prayer service, really. We don't even have to go too far. Every morning, we say a beautiful tefillah called Avas Olam, Avarabba. Avas Olam, Avarabba is a special prayer that the Baal Shem Tov, who we mentioned last week, he said would have the power to bring out the light of Mashiach, the light of Geula, the light of redemption in the world. So what, what's this uh, Avas Olam, Avarabba, this abundant love, this tremendous love that we experience in tefillah before we say the Shema, before we get into that Shobhavim experience? So the idea is that we say, Avinu Avarachman, my father, my merciful father. Avinu Avarachman, Marachem, Racham Aleinu, Vasein Bilibainu Bino, that Hashem should put in our hearts, Vasein Bilibainu, our father, Heavenly Father, should put in our heart, Vasein Bilibainu Bino, Lahavin, Lahaskil, 
to understand, to comprehend lahaskil, lishmoya, to listen, to really internalize, limo delamed, to learn and to be able to teach, velishmoor, to God, velasois, that was last week, mishpatim, to do, see all the mitzvahs we have to do, and then the kayim, it's called divrei samasoyasech bihaba. So the words beginning, the lahaskil, so I comprehend, that's already shmos. Now we start to comprehend, we're in exile, we start to have clarity, awareness, that it's like a matrix, you know, we're trying to understand we're in a matrix, we're trying to comprehend now, we're like, there's, there's more to this world, there's spirituality, we've come across the Garden of Muna series, we understand Rav Elgrod is giving us clarity on halacha, on his daily halacha corner, and we've got Rav Yonatan Galed, who Baruch Hashem, we're going to get his 10th class coming very, very soon on his Amuna series, Universal Garden of Amuna, and we, we start to get awareness that we have a soul. And then after Lahaska Lishma, we start to really listen. So we're listening to these classes, we're internalizing, we're sharing. Thank you very much for listening and sharing. And then Limo Delamet, we're learning in order to be able to teach. That's already going into Bo, that's now we're becoming a people, and by Shalach, we're, we're giving it over, we're experiencing Yeshua's, we're, we're sharing it with, 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 a, with a world. The whole world saw the, the, the Yamsuf, the, the splitting of the sea. It's made revelations for all the generations of the song of the sea and the effects it had. Everybody contemplates that if they're connecting in spirituality, this idea of that there's something beyond this world changing nature. And then, then we had the Torah, and that's already limod elam and lishmor. We have to guard it, we have to protect the Torah. We can't just do what we want. You can't just come to the Torah however you feel like. It's a spiritual experience of God, of godliness. And there's a way to approach Harsinai. There's a way to approach the Torah. There's, there's lishmor to protect it, to internalize it, to make it real, and to, to honor it. And then we come to Lasso's to do, and that's what we say, Mishpatim. All these mitzvahs we get to do. And then we get to the climax, which is where we're at now. Yeah, even bigger climax than Shabbavim is the whole idea after Shabbavim, after we've done all that, we've created all those boundaries, we've understood that they, we can't just look, put our eyes wherever we want, and we can't just put our mouths wherever we want. And right now, unfortunately, there's a quarantine. There's a quarantine in the world for, because of this coronavirus, Hashem Shemarinu, that people are scared. People are nervous where they go, who's breathing, who's touching, who's this, who's that. There's a certain quarantine experience going on. And we realize suddenly that in Pasha's Truma, there's a positive quarantine. There's a quarantine of the, of the Mishkan, that we have a place where we are quarantined from the world, from the distractions, so we can actually experience our relationship of soul. And that's the positive, because with every negative, there's always going to be a positive. There's no such thing that Hashem creates these dark, experiences in the world and unfortunately the media just got on and on about the corona and, and right now there's missiles hitting israel and the politics and nobody knows this and knows that and that's how the media focuses. we've spoken about this many times the distractions but on the other side there's lights being generated and that's the idea of relationships suddenly hashem's shining a new light of the power that we can have in this temple format of this Mishkan, of this place that we're talking about in this week's Parsha, where suddenly all that inspiration that we got from Shobhavim can now have a place, a dwelling place, can go into our home, and it can come into our hearts, and it can come into our life. And I spoke about this in our Relationship Flow podcast. You're welcome to check it out. I did post the link. Usually I don't because 
more personal, but you know, this time we're sharing it with the Brez of Israel experience that you can tune into that podcast on a weekly level also, as well as our Moon as Our Future. So we have a bit more content for you guys because it really links up this week because Amuna, having Amuna, understanding that when we're going through the Torah, it's Hashem's revealed us certain universal, powerful, eternal principles that all of us can, can really grow from in a real way. Because, for example, let's just be practical. You walk into your home. Okay, please go, to, you know, you're going to find your soulmate. Now, that's a good point. How do you get to that point where you get the soulmate before we go to the home experience? You first have to understand you have to have boundaries. And that's where we're going to quote Gedalia Fenster, who's someone who's out there, he's in the singles market helping people. And I don't mean business, I mean singles in terms of people who haven't yet found their soulmate. He's constantly helping them. He sent one to, the, to me the other day. And please go, we're going to speak. And this concept of singles, people who are searching for their soulmate, is something which, you know, it can be very frustrating and very difficult. And the way the world markets it, the way the world puts it out there, Hollywood and, you know, all these like, you know, websites, you know, dating things and this and that, you know, the whole flick, you know, like, uh, I don't know, this, uh, I don't want to say anything not good about anybody, but there's this whole like flicking through, you know, another opportunity, another opportunity. There's not... It's not real relationships, not something intimate, it's not something deep. So unfortunately, and that's where it's gone in the world, very external. And all of us are affected by it on some level. We have this like a vision of Hollywood experience of love, but that's not real love. Real love, real relationships is what we're going to learn about in this week's past of the Mishkan, of how Hashem's communicating to his people about the ultimate yichud, this ultimate unification, this oneness. So that's what we said that really, let's just breathe a minute, be a little bit more mindful that this oneness yeah, that we want to experience, this, this spiritual connection of the soulmate experience, what it means to, to, to connect with another person truly, is totally modeled in the Mishkan. Let's just like slow down a second, just like pause. So you're trying to go find that soulmate. Everyone wants to find their soulmate. And the truth is, Rami Nachman says in his famous Torah in Tanina, in Pei Zion, in, in uh, 87, in the second section of Lakut Maran, Everybody needs to find their soulmate on a daily level. Even if you have your soulmate, you still got to keep looking for that person, whoever it is. So like I said, I'm 40, 40 years old, coming up, Purim, personally, and my wife, Zain Adda. So that's Moshe Bain's yacht site coming up. These are coming attractions, which Chodesh Adda is actually coming tonight. Mishinikmas Adda, Marbim Basimcha. And the famous point is that Adda is also the osseus of Aleph Dor. What does that mean? It means that Aleph, the Alufei Sha'olam, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is Dar, is making a Dira, is making a place in the world to have his dwelling. And that's what we're going to explain. And when you're on that process of soulmate search, you've got to make a place for Hashem in your life. Because you can't find your soulmate if you're not soulful, if you're not in tune with your soul. So on some level, you have to have some boundaries. You can't just think that, oh, you know, like me personally, I, I told my story, I think, one time in these classes, and for sure in a relationship flow, that I was in university and I stopped watching TV for about a year, no television. There was no internet like now, like all the YouTube and all this stuff, there was none of that. So it was just email or whatever, something. It wasn't so relevant to me at that time. And, you know, like I had basically disconnection from all this loads and loads of stuff going on out there. I was just like focused on finding my soul. Like I was working on music, working on lyrics, working on poetry. Thank God I had a spiritual best friend at that time and also my soulmate to become. I didn't know them, but she was my best friend as a girl. And, you know, it was platonic, but we were like very close. And all these things going on in university, which was pretty crazy hardcore. Thank God somehow I managed to like just keep focused on 
creating content and spirituality and music. I wrote a lot of my album. It's called the Together album. And that was part of my journey back to Eretz Israel, back to Tshuva. And it started to open up my heart to spirituality. But because I wasn't connected, I wasn't like, for example, as a man, I wasn't spilling seed. Sorry to be so blunt, but that's what I wasn't. I was already showing my bris as a, as a non-seemingly religious person. I wasn't yet in tune, but a good friend of mine, a sincere soul, told me it's not good to do that. And I just it tried it and it, my life changed. I had energy inside me and I felt more connected to spirituality. And when I look at a sunset, I felt like I was seeing God uh, revealing himself through the creation. And there was so much inspiration amongst my group of friends and some of them, thank God even now, finally you know found their way and some some are still finding their way and some are refining their way everyone's going on their own journey but for me personally it was like a very spiritual time and that of disconnect to reconnect and that's you know what we talk about with shabbos and this idea this quarantine that we create you know in a positive sense of just disconnect to really reconnect to find those relationships and that's really important like when you go into your into your relationship. Now you're finally dating someone. So one of the, one of the things someone once said to me that he was messing up all his dates. He was messing up his engagement. He actually broke on that engagement because all the time he was on his phone and I'm guilty as well. Shem should forgive me. And it was like, you know, to get the phones or whatever you're addicted to nowadays, whatever distractions it is, like to just be able to disconnect and just be there for that person to really empathize and connect and be sincerely there for that person, like to really be face to face. And now you start to understand, you go into the temple, you go into the Mishkan, <clears throat> and you start to see that God created this macrocosm in the temple sense to, for each person's microcosm. And really the temple itself is a microcosm for the macrocosm of the whole world. To understand that really the whole world is centered around this temple, around this place of, of, of connection. That really the whole world, is, like we said, is once we explained, it's like an eye. It's around like a big circle, the oceans, and ultimately all the land's going to come together to form this one eye, and it's going to be all holy like Israel, and then there's going to be this Jerusalem in the middle, and inside this place, Jerusalem, is going to be this place of intense avoided, just like an eye has the white, and for some people the green and the black. The black is the intense place of avoided, like Avram, Yaakov, Yitzchak, this place of chesed, of kindness, and then beauty, and then Gavoyah, of intense, you know, service this is how the world's going to come together on a unified level so in that place where that temple is going to be and the mishkan is now like a, a moving version of that so the, the jewish people could come into Eretz with that image of what what it means to have a shem dwell in the world so in truma we're reading about this kindness of the truma of giving truma and, and hashem's giving us the torah torah mem in the 40 days hashem's giving us this opportunity to tap in to what it means for him to have a dwelling place in the world so we can understand in our relationships let's get back to the relationships that when we walk into our home now we found our soulmate please god and we've tuned into that other person like i said i looked at my wife's eyes and i saw my soulmate yeah, I saw a soul connection that was so deep, and I knew on a deep level, then please God, everyone should find that and be fortunate to, to share that journey together with that soul partner. And then you walk into your home and you see, you know, you see the, on a Shabbos night, for example, you see the lights of the candles, that's like the menorah, yeah, of your Shabbos licht. And then you, you turn to the table and you see the, the shulchan, you see the chalas on the table, 
And you're like, wow, this is like a little temple going on here. Like we've got the menorah and the shulchan. So where's the Kodesh Kodoshim? So you have your Aaron Kodesh. It's like the Torah, the, the way all the books are. And then you have your mind and your heart, which these two also represent these Kodesh Kodoshim. And this idea of the bed, where the place where the intimacy takes place. There's a place of, of where the Kruvim, where the, the Ponim upon him, these two faces are facing each other in intimate kiss and the intimate connection and that's where the Torah is held that moment where the souls come down and Hashem speaks through that, through that place and there's an intimate oneness for face-to-face experience that goes out into the house and there's a reyach and a, a beautiful smell of the incense that brings the nachas ruach, the energy of the house how you run the house, the environment the simcha, the joy, the zmiras and we've all got to work on that, I mean like you know, I'm talking like as if I'm some holy Kabbalist or some holy person but really I I am, but am I living up to it? That's something else. You know, I have to work on it. I have to, that's why we learn these parshas. It's not just like whatever, like you go to shul and you hear the Torah be read or say the rest of the world, they don't, you know, if they're not, not Jewish and they're not hearing it, but say they listen to Ben Shapiro and he'll mention something from there or they listen to us or they listen to Rav Oresh and they'll hear these ideas of the parsha and starts to realize that the Torah is alive. It's real and it's in your home. And it's showing how your house is a holy place. And once again, like I said, it can come into the person's heart. Like the, when the person eats, it's like the table, like the Mizbeach is offering up Korbanus offerings. But what really you have to like now bring out a little bit, what are these offerings? This is the self-sacrifice that we all have to have to create this boundary, this place of relationships, this place where you quarantine yourself as if, you know, you're no longer out there in the world fine you have your phone like you're talking to a bit of business you know and the more strong you get at putting boundaries of putting the phone away the better it will be the more you can focus on the family and they can feel your connection i've got to work on this so much you know like it's like a weekly struggle but i'll give you another thing that i you know i was speaking to nissen black the shabbos nissen black thank god is a student of rav shalom Marish. And please God, you know, he's going to be uh, performing for Rav Oresh when Rav Oresh makes a big sim of Shas, a big completion of the Talmud, together with, you know, thousands of other people. It's going to be around in May time, I posted it. But this idea of this tremendous experience of being around people like Nissen Black and Yosef Brown, and we were together in Yeshiva at Ashrenu and Beit Shemesh, we had a Shabbaton, which I organized with the Yeshiva and brought, you know, Nissen Black and Yosef Brown to be there. And I also spoke with Hashem, but the main point was we spoke about to, to Nissen, we, we went together to the mikvah and back. And we were speaking about how, you know, the, the whole thing that, you know, we're hoping, like being connected to a more inner path, like of relationship, and it has responsibility as well. That's a big thing. And, you know, that's, well, people are posting, thank you very much, people posting how this year is right on time to helping them with things that they're struggling with in the marriage and yeah, how understanding these boundaries are real and live and that loyalty aspects, like how many people are having a hard time keeping focus and like the Rav Oresh always says, the Shemesalam, that you really should only have one woman in your life and all your energy and all, or for the other way around, a man should only have, the woman should only have one man or this oneness that's creating in the relationship that all your energy and focus should be on that one person. Fine, you can help other people and please God we try, but the main thing, all your energy, your sexual energy, your love, your passions should be focused on this one other person and that's like once again creating that image of oneness that is ultimately true. And that, if you understand, like, these spiritual concepts, it's not like, we're not, like, externalizing them into political concepts and who we're on this side of the fence or that side. We're talking about from an internal sense. So there's no politicization. This is something very 
true universally on the ultimate sense. And once you have these values in place, then obviously you're going to make your choices outside, please God, with more clarity and more understanding. So then, for example, with a relationship, when you're walking into your home, like I said, and you're looking at your soulmate, and please God, one day you're looking at your kids, and please God, one day even looking at grandkids, and you're seeing this development of how you, this experience of Kruvim, of oneness, of the Kodesh Kadoshim, of this oneness, Holy of Holies, that you created, and you, you had this experience of godliness, and you had this intense pleasure of unification with your other half, when you unified with them, became one, you tasted what it's like, they were really one soul on the most intimate spiritual level, that is the climax, that is the Kayim, it's called that's establishing all the Torah that should become one, should become with love, and that is that love that we said at the beginning with the Shema, and that prayer service that we're in, always taking with us on a daily level, we're tapping into that, that everything should be with love. Open my eyes to see your Torah. So I should start to see how everything has a oneness and everything has a unification and everything that I'm doing is part of unifying my life to that one flow. And that's what I'm, I'm personally, I'm working on in a big way, like the unity flow. I'm trying to get the, that podcast, the relationship podcast, and I'm trying to connect myself with Rav Oresh and other Siddiquim, other righteous people. And it has to be done with a little bit of chutzpah, because it's not going to be easy to always get to the people that are holy. And please God, we're hopefully going to see them tonight. We're going to get ready for Purim. Please God, it's the time of Monica and Esther. They're the example of a, of a soulmate, of a relationship. And Homan and his wife is the opposite of that. Or, you know, Achishverish or all these other, but Vashti. These are the opposite relationships that we read in the Megillus Esther. We get to understand what the true Shalom Bias, the image of Shalom Bias of, of Monica and Esther. And as it's talked about in the Garden of Amunah and other books, you know, each in their own way. Like, personally, I find it very strong in the Garden of Amunah. I don't mind saying, like, uh, not so the garden, the garden of Sholem, the garden of peace. Nissen Black holds of that book, like this is his book that literally has saved his Yiddishkeit, changed his life, and that was the book that he most resonates with, and he does it. He does his bodhidas, he does everything. Me personally, I'm, you know, I'm not on that level. I, you know, I love it. I think it's amazing ideas and concepts, and the Rav is right in everything he's doing. But personally, like, just so people can know, I'll be vulnerable, be real, that for me, like, I have to, like, work it out how I can bring it down to my reality and my level of being able to do a spodidus on my marriage and to understand everything Hashem is saying is communicating specifically for me. And I do agree 100% it's MS. But I have to be real with who I am. And that's, once again, everyone's going to experience the temple, the mishkan, the light that Hashem's given us in his own unique way. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's actually very beautiful. That, that is part of the unification. That everyone's going to have their own color, their own experience, their own development, their own process. And that, please God, we'll write our own book also one day that can resonate with all these beautiful books. But the point is just to come back down and finish off today because it's a longer class. But I think it's on something that's really important. That since there is this, this feeling out there of like corona and a virus and you know, with all this distraction and everything's going off in a negative way, and missiles, and this and that, and everyone's feeling very scared. We have to even more so quarantine ourselves into our home, not because of all this negativity, but because we love our relationships, that we love the experience of what it means to be married or to have a soulmate. And we love the experience of having people in our life we can dedicate to and have a ponem him face-to-face connection. I think that's one of the reasons this technology has come about in a time where there's so much distraction is give us an opportunity to talk together, right? You wouldn't know who I was, you know? Like, I'd just be like, say I just got a job, whatever, in a corporate company and just sitting on a computer. We wouldn't be talking like this, you know? Thank God these videos are going out. 
we get an opportunity to share, I think, very intimate concepts, very deep concepts. And yeah, so yeah, so that's something which all of us on some level, people are, are resonating. Thank you very much. So, but I just want to end off like really just giving everyone a blessing that, you know, we're, we're at a time very close towards the third temple. But I think another one of the ways we can bring the Mashiach, bring the Messiah, to bring this revelation that Hashem's presence should dwell in the world in a revealed way, and all this sickness and all this pain should go away, or transform to healing and, and light and positivity and joy, we should get to that place of reality. I think my blessing is that everyone should just understand the power of the relationship they have with God, the relationship they have with the people around them, the relationship they have with the Torah, with values, with truth, and with Amuna, and to understand, please God, that that would be a key. And I ask of you, my last request is on this end of this class is, we have our Amuna tour. Rav Oresh, Rav Shalom Oresh is available. You reach out, make it happen so you can experience Rosh Hashanah's special light in person, face to face. Please, God, if if it works out, hopefully I'll be there. Maybe even bring Rav Yonatan Galed or Rav God or other people. I'm offering this to you guys. I'm ending off the class with a big blessing that the Munatoy is here and we're here now on the video. But please, God, we should be able to be in your communities and be part of it. Or even better, just come everyone back to Jerusalem and experience the light of Amunah's our future, and we'll see the Binyan Beis Mingdish, all of us together, but behavior may or may.